most often it's a, it's a, a, a movie. Sometimes we do comics. Ricky talks us into a TV show every once in a while. I would love it if we could do books, but Ricky doesn't know how to read. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Actually, that's probably me. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, so this week we did uh, the movie of the week was The Princess Bride, directed by Rob Reiner, uh, and starring a whole bunch of nobodies, really. Oh my uh, really god! Nobody. Well, yeah, but using it for what? Five minutes, maybe. And Andy Patinkin is a nobody. <laughs> okay, all right. So I've heard of his name before, and I'm, all right. So be actors. Okay, you're just a little baby. That's why you don't know. Yeah, right, yeah. There we go. All right, so Carrie, what? Fred Savage, Andre I, Giant. Oh my God. How, how do you say um Carrie? Um, what's his name? The guy played Wesley. Uh, Carrie Ellis. Ellis. All right, yeah. so the only movie I knew him from was Twister. No, Saw. I've never seen I, – I've seen, like, I don't know, half a movie of Saw. Oh. Those are I, ha- I hate horror movies. Most of them are just idiotic. I, I can't stand them. I don't know. And maybe maybe just Alfred Hitchcock and the birds turned me off from all horror from ever. Anyways, The Princess Bride. This was Vince's movie, so he's going to take us through uh, what this movie is about. If you haven't seen it, it was 1987, so most people have seen it. Okay, so it's a classic movie. I mean, uh, I think if you talk to most people, uh, they would say that this is among one of their top movie choices. It's a classic. Listen, I'm the last person to go, let's go do this artsy-fartsy romantic movie stuff, but it's one of those movies that sticks with you. It's a really good warming story. Uh, It's kid-friendly, and at the same time, it's one of those adult but kid-friendly movies. Before Pixar movies came out, this is one of those movies where it's like there's grown-up jokes, and then there's like kid jokes. Right, and and it's kind of fun. It's an endearing story about a guy and a girl. You know, farm boy meets this girl he loves, and um, you know, because he's just a stable hand, he, he really can't profess his love. And then and then finally he does. And of course they're separated. Um, uh, you know, by apparently he gets taken away and gets killed apparently by the dread pirates Roberts. Um, and uh, you know, she inevitably just falls into the hands of this kind of uh, crooked king who wants to marry her. And at the end at the end of the day, has a conspiracy to try to um. Uh, create this civil uh, this war between one uh, Florin and another country. I can't remember what the other country is, but it's, it's just he's a bad guy, right? But the, that's just like the overarching plot. And the issue is that um, in the interest of uh, kind of uh, you know kidnap uh, the, these three uh, bandits, basically one's a super smart one, one's a super skilled one, and one's under the giant, super strong. Um, they try to kidnap the uh, the princess bride in this case. Um, so that they can cause the civil war, and um, as the story follows, uh, this dread pirate Roberts character comes in and tries to swoop in, and it turns out that uh, not only does he best the three people, but he ends up becoming we- he ends up proving to be Wesley, and there's a long convoluted story about that. Um, and without giving away all too much, but I know it's a spoilery thing, anyways. Um, he ends up uh, saving the day, and there's a whole bunch of redemption storylines going through this plot. Um, I, I think many of you guys have seen memes, uh, particularly the, uh, you know, uh, inconceivable. I don't think you know what that means. I don't think you use that word. <laughs> yeah, like that I, don't, one. I don't think that word <laughs> means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah, or, hello, my name is Anigo Montoya. You know, you killed my father. Prepared okay. to die. <laughs> These are big lines that even, like, if you didn't watch this movie, you'd know. Um, it has a lot of good actors in their uh, early early days. Like shot, uh, I think um, uh, Robin Penn Wright or Robin Wright, I guess at that point in time. Uh, this is like her first movie, I think. Yeah, she's uh, probably the best known Karen. now because she's in House of Cards yeah, and she was in. Um, 
But uh, but I mean, let's be clear here. Like everyone knows Billy Crystal. Right? Like I don't care. Yeah, but oh, okay, all right, so hold on a second. Billy Crystal was in this movie, but he didn't look like Billy Crystal. Okay, he was. He looked Billy Crystal except like. Heart, dude. <laughs> I mean, he sounded like Billy Crystal, but he didn't look like Billy Crystal. And even if that wasn't a, the point, he was in it for like five minutes. Okay, yeah, but but okay, just listen. At, at the end of the day, there's a, a huge ensemble cast. It was a cameo. He wasn't a star. No, it wasn't. But but let me be clear here. It was a big ensemble cast. Like I mean, yes, there was the uh, you know the the main uh, Dread Pirate Roberts, uh, you know. Um, and, and Princess Bride character, but I think if you look at the big story, the reason why it's so endearing is not just simply because it's a fairy tale, right? And I mean, yeah, it's a it's a fun fairy tale. There's got a big and and I, I think the grandfather says it best, and then I'm going to get to that in a second. But it's it's basically presented as a narration by a grandfather reading it to a grandson who's reluctant to kind of spend the day sick in bed with you know his grandfather. And his grandfather just dusts off this old book, and it's really touching. I mean, I could picture any kid, even today, even like you know, mind you, it's a Nintendo Entertainment System. But you know, when the kid's like playing that crappy baseball game, and he's like, "Screw off, Grandpa! I'm playing. You know, I'm sick and I'm in bed. I'm going to play video games." And you know, he, you know, the grandfather says, "Well, I got this book. Reads it, and the kid's captiva- captivated." And at the end of the, you know, it's really touching. And then, I mean, Matt, you won't notice because you have no kids and no heart. But you know, once you have. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it's going to happen to you. There's going to be a point when your kid doesn't want to spend time with you. Okay, I'm not sure if that's happened yet, but there's going to be a time when the kid doesn't want to spend time with you. And that, you know, even when I was a kid, and I didn't have kids yet, but I mean, when I was when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because you know the kid actually wants to spend time with the grandparents, or in this case, or like a parent, right? And it's through the narrative of that, uh, you know, uh, epic fairy tale that you know it can it, it joins the son like the, the grandson eventually warms his way up to the grandfather through the story and I mean the story is not just romance because you know there's this kind of underwriting uh, subplot where the son the grandson's like look man it's gonna get this mushy kissy like you know romantic garbage and then no because they've got the sword fights they've got uh, you know uh, games of skill they've got betrayal they've got deception and you know what it's very simplistic but I think they do a really good job of it for a kid and from a gr- up standpoint, you know, they're throwing a lot of threats. Like, I, I, I'm still surprised at just how absolutely short that movie is. It's like an hour and a half long, right? And they pack all the stuff together, and I gotta give them credit. It's, it's a very successful movie. I'm surprised that it didn't make more money when it first came out, because um, I remember watching it, like, I think 10 years after it came out. It was just ridiculous how late I watched it. But, um, it's one of those movies that really sticks with you, and I, I mean, I, I'm curious to you guys. Like, you guys might not have seen it in theaters, because uh, you guys are young, but it's um yeah, yeah I've probably seen it on TV too. I was two. Yeah, you've probably seen the, the movie though. You've probably seen the movie though on like you know TV special or something. But I'm just curious, like now that you guys have had to, had to watch it, like is it one of those like classic endearing movies? All right, so I'll go first. I'll go first. I was I always you know defer to you guys because I'm hosting, but I'm gonna go first this this time. Uh, so I had I this is one of those movies that I had actually seen before, but forgotten that I watched it. Um. And I didn't actually remember that I watched it until I saw the end credits. Because I remember the only thing in this movie that I actually remember seeing is the end credits. Just I don't know why the end credits stuck with me, but I did. It was in school. I was probably like 10 or 11 years old and probably hated the movie because it was a romance movie. You know, at 10 or 11, you think girls are icky and all that stuff. So I didn't remember. So I went through and watched this movie. I have to tell you, the first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or so, I was about ready to turn it off. 
because it's very, very slow going. But by the time they get to the, um, what is it, the Cliff of Insanity or something, yep. <laughs> uh, they, they start having a few lines, you know what I mean? And, you know, that when they get to the top of that, that's when uh, the um, Indigo Montoya says to, um, he says the, the whole inconceivable, that's not what you think think it is or whatever. Um, so they start having some lines, and it start, they, the plot starts picking up from that point on. And from that point on, it's actually a fairly decent movie. I don't, I don't care for it that much. I probably, I'd watch it again if it was like on TV and there was nothing else. But um, it's one of those movies that's, just, I don't know, it was just kind of mad for me. Um, but not, it, all right, so let me put it this way. It's one of those movies that I liked uh, enough to watch it all the way through past, once I got past the boring beginning. But I'm not necessarily, I, I don't know how to put this. I can't find anything that's wrong with it, but there's not enough there for me to be a cheerleader for it either, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Um, and it's just, it's a, all right, so I guess that because I went into it expecting it to be uh, Mel Brooks funny, and it's not really. Because, um, I mean, I, it's one of those movies where you always hear people uh, quoting and stuff, because there's always all these lines and stuff like that. And usually the movies that you can quote a lot are fairly funny. And this one just has a few, you know, ha moments, and it's not really all that funny. It's a romance story, and, you know, that's just okay for me. Um, anyways, I would give it, out of five, I would give it a two and a half. Ooh. Right, right in the middle. All right, Ricky. Okay, so um, I watched this show, and I think probably because I'm not a, a baby like uh, like <laughs> here, um, because, I mean, it came out in 87. I didn't see it in theaters, like Vin said. You know, I just watched it now on Netflix. But for me, because I'm old enough to, um, I mean, I'm not even old enough. You should enough have just stopped I'm at old. old. I'm, I'm old. <laughs> um, no, but, yeah, but not even old. Because, I mean, Mandy Patinkin, um, he's, you know, I remember him from uh, see, uh not uh, Criminal Minds. Yeah, he's on, he's uh, on TV now. That's what he does is he's on TV now. Yeah, but All I mean, you know, Andre the Giant, that's just a re- wrestling icon. Um, you're talking about... That's been dead for 23 years. Okay, so what? The, <laughs> uh, there are other icons... When he died, I was eight, okay? That's why I don't know him. Okay. okay. Um, Fred <laughs> Savage, that's from one to years. Like I said, you're a baby, so that's why you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got that. <laughs> then you oh, know, baby. Crystal, who is, I mean, you know. So for me, you know, it's just like seeing those people, you know, it's interesting. Then, you know, uh, within our culture, I mean, the movie permeates all sorts of things. I mean, you talk about. Dread Pirate Roberts, anyone who knows Silk Road knows that's the pseudonym that the creator went by. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, I liked it. I liked it because it was a romantic movie, but it was also action-packed. Like you guys said, they had the sword fight. Um, you know, it was definitely a movie I would watch. Um, I would classify it as one of those um, classics, you know, in it to me, it was sort of harkens back to, you know, a, a time when movies were more, you know, they weren't as fast paced as action packed. Like uh, movies today are very, very different, um, you know. So maybe it's just because it's more in my timeline. 
Um, I don't know, um, but I would definitely give it an 8 out of 10. Um, and there's some pretty cool things, because after I watched it, I looked up some stuff, like, for instance, um, you know, there was tons of times that, you know, famous people were trying to get this movie made from the book, like you're talking about Robert Redford, you know, and at one time, Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to play the part that Andre the Giant did. Wow. Yeah, so, like, you know, there's just a whole bunch of really cool facts about it. Um, but, yeah, I loved it. I, I would definitely watch it again. So the thing is about that, that one fact, like, I mean, you can go into a lot of these characters and just go, like, that was, in, that was interesting. Like, um, Andre the Giant, honestly, when I watched that movie, I swear to God, it, I needed subtitles. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to understand. But he actually, actually, the longer longer you watch the movie, he, he gets a little bit understand. I don't know if you acclimate to it a little bit because towards the end of the movie, he's a little bit easier to understand. But at the beginning, you're like, what the hell did that guy just say? Well, that's one thing, right? Because in in one of the the like one of the facts or whatever, um, it said um, the. Uh, when he went up to to do the uh, the reading, um, the director couldn't understand a word he was saying, but he was saying how perfect he was for the part. So the way he actually um, like practiced his lines was that the director would tape himself saying the lines, and that is how he would he would like listen to it and then say it. Wow. Right, and so he would get the wording down, and so it wasn't just the conventional reading off the page kind of thing, you know. Well, I, I mean, like that, that's like little stories like that which make this, you know, I would argue it's a cult classic, and it, it makes this cult classic an even more, you know, beloved movie. Like, I mean, you watch it again, you're like, holy crap, those special effects sucked. Like, you know, when the big giant rat comes out and you're like, dude, it's a guy wearing a fursuit. I swear to God. Like, when he's doing the sword battle with, the, the, you know, the Dread Potter Roberts is doing the sword fight against Inoigo Montoya. And then it's like, they, there's suddenly, like, parallel bars where he can do the flips and stuff. And you're like, really? That's kind of ghetto. Or you know, <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? It's the same thing because, like, for me, the very first Terminator movie, like, because I saw it when I was so young, I love that movie. I went back and watched it like two years ago, and I was, you know, that part at the end where he's he's crawling through that press. Yeah. Like it's so herky jerky. I was like, I started laughing. I was like, how the hell did I watch this and actually think that you know that was cool? But it's the same thing at that time. You know, it, it, you know, it's like watching Superman with Christopher Reeves. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. so they tried to be funny in the Princess Bride. I think the death scenes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, what's hilarious is the best, de- the best death scene out of all of them is actually that killer rat or whatever. Like he actually takes a little while to die. But, but when the um, man. Um, yeah, or when um, the the little um, the the brains behind the. Vizini, yeah. When he dies, he just keels over. You know, he just dies. You know, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I, I, I think that they did it on purpose to be funny. Uh, mm-hmm. But if they didn't do it to be funny, um, they succeeded in being funny because that was just, you know, really terrible acting in some of those things. I think, like I said, they did it on purpose. But that, 
But that's the thing. Like that's why I liked about it when I was like, you know, watching it again. It's like there are jokes there that are like for kids. It's like ha ha ha. And there's jokes where it's like, man, I wouldn't have got that when he was when I was a kid. Like, you know, when when she's about to kill herself at the end of the movie because she's thinking that she's married to this poor guy, and he's sitting on the bed and he's like, you know, uh, was it breasts are a terrible thing to waste? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, did I remember that at all? Like. It, like did they actually say that? <laughs> or, or, I mean, you probably went, or like when um, Andre the Giant um, finds the horses at the end, he was like, oh, you finally did something right. I was like, I'll try not to let it go to my, go to my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, some good stuff. Uh, there were some good lines. I, I, I'm not, like I said, there's, I don't know. So what was your rating on this, Vince? You didn't give, give us one. I can give it a solid seven. Seven out of ten, all right. No, honestly, it's a, it's a, it's a fun movie. I, I actually look forward to when my um, youngest daughter wants to watch mommy's uh, favorite movie. Like I'll pull it out, and you know, it's it's a it's a warming it's a movie that you know I can explain a whole bunch of things. Like you know, she loves him, he loves her, and you know, re vengeance is gonna be good. Good. Um, always have revenge. If I die, you have to find my killer. Like that kind of deal. I want to make that right. <laughs> What, what's, your, what's, your, what's your daughter's full name, Vince? And, like, and, and just say that name. Don't, don't actually say it online. You, you, know, you don't want to yeah. identity theft or whatever. Mom, I am this. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> yeah. Or she'll be like, here's the extra 50 bucks I told you. You know, 50% up or 50% after. Well, I mean, when he finally get when Indo Gomatoya finally gets Svenis, he's like, offer me money and... Uh, Offer me everything available, and then he just kills him anyways. That was actually a pretty good scene. All right, um, let's move on to the section. Uh, I don't know if you about you guys. Uh, what did you do this week that was good, uh, fun, entertaining, uh, that didn't have anything to do with work? Vince? I didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, poor man works his, his ass off. It's just really sad. You're in, like, university. You're supposed to be partying. Oh, wait, that's the students. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> at work, which is fun, but I can't say it on the on air because we're getting recorded. But that right. was the stuff I did for fun, and sometimes it just feels good to end things. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, coming, coming up, um, we're only, what... So, so E3 is in June. Uh, what's the other big game? Uh, well, the the it's uh, it starts with the G. I don't know. Anyways, we're only because that's in that's in May, so that's only a couple months away. So we're coming up on game season. It's gonna be great. <laughs> and we have a lot of crappy games coming out. You're not talking about GDC, are you? Yeah, I think that might be it. Um. They did, but last year they did like mostly mobile games or something. It was really bad. All right, Ricky. Bail us out here, bro. You had to have done something fun this week. Oh, yeah. So, for me, um, Marvel mm, comics that I loved reading this week, all new Wolverine. Um, that was really good. You live? Um, what? No, no, no. That's why I said all new Wolverine. You, you got to read it to see. It's X-23. Oh. Becoming the, new, the all new Wolverine. That's really good, though. It's really good. Um, the new new silk uh, that started a new volume, so that's that's really good. Um, Spider Gwen, that's really good. Um, on the DC side, Bizarro really loved that one. You're kidding me, uh, Bizarro? Yeah, no, it's really funny. Like uh, the the oh, just the way they, they're doing it, it's just really lighthearted though, right? Um, but it's a fun read. Um, 
Uh, Superman, Wonder Woman. That's really good. Love that. Been reading that. Is that the one where they're married or they're... No, no. It's the one where he's lost his powers. And so they're... I think they're boyfriend. Like, she's his woman. Uh, but they're, they're searching to find, like, who took his powers and get them back. Of course, it involves... Um, Vandal Savage, who I completely fucking hate. I hate <laughs> that character so Why? much. Just because he's a mom? Um, no, just like, well, it, chip, it comes in with the TV show, which I, I was just about to mention. So, love The Flash. That TV show is the bomb. Um, also love the, uh, the uh, what's it called? Legends of Tomorrow. Um, really like it. And he's like a major part of that, and I fucking hate the character and now they're carrying the same storyline into the comics just makes me hate him that much more. Why do you hate him? I, like, well, I, the thing I, is, like, usually usually, like, I hate bad guys, right? But I mean, they're bad guys, so you hate them, like, you know, Doctor Doom, um, you know, Red Skull, whatever. But this dude, like, from the TV show, he's just fucking awful, man. Like, what? Is it just acting, or is it just, like... I don't know, like, the shit he does, like, the, the character, right? I mean, because I'm not a big DC guy, right? So maybe it's just, like, I never knew, so I'm just getting introduced to it. But I mean, like, okay, so, you know, he kills uh, Hawkman and Hawkgirl every... You know, every time he sees them, he's, like, basically omnipotent because he never dies. In, like, in the TV show, um, you know, he just keeps coming back because he's building, like, this plan to get rid of all the superheroes so he can rule the world and burn it to the ground. In the comics, he take he's taking away um, Superman's powers. But it's, like... The thing is, he always operates in the shadows, right? Like, bad guys like Darkseid and, and Thanos and, like, they operate in the shadows, but at some point, the good guys fight against them. This dude just, like, fuck, man. He just, like, his whole plan, it, he uses other people to execute everything. So he's a good, good you, bad guy. Huh? He's a really yeah, good bad guy. Hate him. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, you know, it's like it drives you, but fuck, I hate him. <laughs> but yeah, okay. that, that's so, yeah. All right, so. He shows in uh, comics. Mine, mine wasn't nearly as interesting as that. I think I'm I'm repeating on myself here, but um, I'm actually rereading a book. Um, it's called In Retrospect. It's, it was written by Robert S. McNamara. He was the def, uh, Secretary of Defense under Kennedy and... Johnson uh, during Vietnam. Hmm. Um, they actually made a documentary about it. It's called uh, Fog of War. Um, very, very good. Uh, if, if you're in, if you're into that era of, um, it, it really uh, kind of pinpoints the whole the United States isn't very good at war anymore kind of thing. Because you're like we won, we helped win World War Two, and the the only really re reason we ended up ending that is because we decided to nuke Japan. And uh, after that, we went into Korea. We're still there. Uh, we went to Vietnam. We came home with our tail between our legs. And then you know, 90s, and we we kind of saved Kuwait or whatever. You know, but we ended up having to go back. You know, 13 years later, and we're still in Iraq. Uh, so I mean. 
basically it all kind of he pinpoint in this book it's in in retrospect uh, it's very interesting because he talks about all the mistakes they made uh, in Vietnam that kind of uh, are precursors to some of the things that are going on now it's 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 something I've read before I read it first time in I think my sophomore year in college um, but I just recently picked it back up it's really really good it's really well written um, it kind of goes through it starts off with as kind of a autobiography but it's still it, but it very much focuses on uh, his experiences as the Secretary of Defense uh, and the mistakes they made uh, you know because because you know they were really losing Vietnam even before Kennedy was assassinated and then Johnson kind of doubled down yeah uh, uh, in Vietnam and then it didn't really until Nixon came in and decided you know we're just gonna get the fuck out of here uh, you know we're, we're just dying in droves and we can't fight in this jungle anymore so we're just leaving I never uh, understood why the Kennedy uh, uh, administration was so adamant about staying in Vietnam despite the American population sentiment at that point in time like I understand Nixon's uh, desire to get out of it because that's a pretty much Republican thing in that case because dumping you know funds into you know, third, other third world countries. But the Kennedy group, I don't understand why they were so adamant about staying. Can you tell me about that for a second? Like, I'm just curious. Right. So uh, the way he describes it in the book is, is and you know, so the reason why they were there in the first place is because they were kind of tricked into starting the war in the first place because of the whole. Um, uh, so I mean, there's like a, a a bay there. I can't remember what the, the 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 name of the water is there right off the the west coast or whatever. But they thought it was a torpedo or whatever, and it wasn't actually a torpedo. And then that's actually actually end up getting them into the war in the first place. Um, but once they were there, he talks about how it's kind of a an American image. Once we go in, we want to finish what we started. It was the same. It, it was the same kind of reluctance they had to get into World War II. I mean, we we wanted absolutely nothing to do with World War II yep. until they bombed Pearl Harbor. That's right. Um, and then once we got in, we were in, and we were in it to stay until the war was over. And that that's uh, he he focuses on that as something that still pervades the American I don't know uh, identity today. Is that once we get into some kind of war skirmish. We're in it until the end, even though we're not any good at it anymore. We just tend to stay there forever. Um, anyways, that's what I'm reading. Uh, it's, it's actually a pretty good book. Anyway, so next week we're going is my turn for movie. We're going to do Runaway Jury. It's uh, based on a John Grisham book. Uh, it's a very star-studded cast. It has uh, um, John Cusack, um, uh, Dennis, uh, Dustin Hoffman, um, Gene Hackman, uh, Rachel Weisz, I think yep. is her name. Yep. Um, anyways, it's a really good. It, it's a decent movie, but it has uh, one of the best scenes in any movie I've ever seen. Um, I mean, it's like I don't know, maybe three, a three-minute scene in that movie that it just is just fantastic. And I'll be interesting to see if you guys can pinpoint what scene I'm talking about next week uh, when we talk about that. If you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, the podcast is at Untitled Podcast. Uh, Ricky's Ricky underscore Williams one. Vincent's VWHUI. He's actually the person who actually does Twitter more than anybody else, uh, which is surprising because he's the newest at it. Um, I'm at MTW. I tweet about once, maybe three times a week, uh, and they're usually sterling pieces of shit, uh, really bad. <laughs> I mean, I just tweet random nothing. Uh, we will see you then. Yeah. Take care.